0: I've got a word from the Lord tonight, and I'm excited to preach it. I've got a word from the Lord tonight, and I'm excited to preach it this evening. I'm excited. I, I'm a firm believer that if you're called to preach, you should be excited to preach the Word of God. In all honesty, if you have a preacher that has trouble being excited to preach the Word of God, there's probably a need to maybe get into the prayer closet a little bit and maybe need to get motivated, not emotionally, but motivated spiritually. So I'm excited to preach the Word of God this evening. Absolutely. I told Pastor whenever, whenever that pulpit is open, I always take it very seriously, the opportunity to get to preach the Word of God. Now, I'll be honest with you folks, I, I feel something within my spirit this evening. I've done a lot of observing. I've done a lot of observing. And I have actually found I'm going to testify to the goodness of social media tonight. I'm going to testify to the goodness of social media this evening. I believe the Holy Spirit is moving. I know that sounds a little cliche. But I believe that there is a genuine move of God happening across this nation. I believe it wholeheartedly. And I'm going to tell you something about a particular move of God that I have been watching this very week. There's a sister church of ours down in the Lexington area. Down in the Lexington area, they are now experiencing, I believe this is their fifth week of revival. Revival. Praise God. Praise God. Can we give the Lord a hand clap for that? And the funny thing about it, about this revival, is it doesn't have the proper components of a 21st century revival. Okay? It it doesn't have the components of a 21st century revival anymore. We'll equate great moves of God and... The the preacher preaching the services has to have long hippie hair and walk around with a backpack and an acoustic guitar. But there's something happening in Lexington, Kentucky. It's in it's a church that is in the middle, truth, truth be told, it's a congregation made up of more upper class middle Americans. It's in a nicer part of town, and it's frankly, it's happening in a nice building. Um If you know anything about the Man of War area, I thought it was the name of the church, but it's not the name of the church. Man O' War is the name of the neighborhood, and it's named after what used to be a famous racehorse. You know, that's that's what Lexington is known for, is racehorses, if you've ever been in that area. But the thing about this revival that has really opened my eyes is, you know, we, we at times in the Spirit-filled church, we will turn on the TV or turn on the the, the device and we'll start watching what, what is being rated as a great move of God. And we see certain manifestations happen. Praise God for the manifestations We'll see, you know, lots of jumping during praise and worship at times. We'll rate that as revival and, or altar services where there's, you know, 55 people laid out at one time under the power of God. But such things are, are not really happening at this move of God. And, and truth be told, we, we rate a lot of move of God's needing to be happened out of the voice of a young charismatic evangelist. But the funny thing of it is this... This revival's being preached by a woman who's been in ministry for probably 60 years and she's getting to be in her mid-70s. Her name's Sister Betty Shaver. She preached a conference a long time ago. She pastored for a little while, but honestly, she's got the anointing of an evangelist on her life. And she's preaching and honestly, what's happening is there's just this hunger and this desire out of a local church to just see God move. And to God and see God change and operate. And I'm watching this, these services, and I look at it and I say, you know what? These, these these things happening here at the Lexington, that's a church of God thing. If you've ever looked at a report, you don't just say the name of the church, you say the location and the name of the church. Down at the Lexington Man of War Church, is that it is one of these moves of God that cannot be diagnosed. It cannot be, it, it can't, it, 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 frankly, it does not fit the mold of what maybe we would even call a revival. It doesn't fit the mold of something we would maybe even call a move of the spirits. But the Holy Spirit has spoken to me greatly this week while kind of watching some of these services. I'll be honest with you, ADD does not let me stare at my little phone two and three hours at a time. I can't do it. I lose focus very quickly. I have much better focus when I'm in an actual service. And if I had the time and energy, I would probably go and maybe try to check out a couple of these services down in the Lexington area. But there's uniqueness about it because there is a real, genuine move of the Spirit. And I, I, I prayed. I said, God, you know, some well, what is it you want us to find out and to figure out? And just simply the Holy Spirit's been speaking to me to quit putting his moves and his operations inside of a box. To quit saying that in order for a move of God to happen, we've got to have this recipe, we've got to have that recipe, we've got to dot this I and cross this T, but... A move of God happens when we just simply have a hunger for him and say, okay, God, whatever it is you're wanting to do in this hour, we, your people, are going to yield to you and we're going to be sensitive to your spirits in whatever form and fashion it may happen. You want to know something? We're liable to have one of the greatest moves of God in this house and nobody be slain in the spirits. Is that not wild to think that God can move and that God can operate? Shame on the Pentecostal church of the modern day to say we can't have revival unless someone's catching people. You know know what I'm talking about. We've kind of done that to ourselves. Okay, the Spirit's moving. It's time to get people behind, standing in behind people. But to just simply have a hunger and a desire for him. We may see people have breakthrough in this house that never run the aisles of this church. But the Holy Spirit begins to move and operate in them in such a great and powerful way and they, they become witnesses. Can I be real and raw for you for, with you for just a second? When there is revival, there will be fruit. And the fruit of that revival will be changed lives. It will be transformed communities. It will be a seal to preach the gospel no matter what the cost. And I tell you what, I never thought I would see it. Have you ever gotten revelation in places? My gosh, you never thought you'd get revelation? Revelation? I have gotten revelation this week watching on social media this take place in Lexington, Kentucky. This take place in a church that uh, honestly they are who they are in upper upper middle class America out of the mouth of an evangelist who who could be my grandmother's sister. <laughs> Who could be my grandmother's sister? My goodness, shame on us for putting the anointing and the giftings of the Holy Spirit within a box. Let me tell you something. What the Holy Ghost is wanting to do, he's wanting to break down the box. He's wanting to break down the barriers. He's wanting to break down the things that are standing in our way and the classifications that we have put on a move of his spirit far too long. It's time to say, God, however you want it to happen, Whenever you want it to happen, and whoever you want it to happen through, just let it happen. Praise God. Praise God. Will you go with me tonight to the Gospel of John chapter 4? Will you go with me tonight to the Gospel of John chapter 4? Very common happening in Scripture. And I'm going to start reading. I am going to start reading at verse 20. We all know this happening. We all know this account in Scripture. I don't have to stay here long. I don't want to stay here long. I want to get to the heartbeat of what I'm trying to say tonight. There's something about the Word of God. It can easily steer you into a different direction because all of a sudden you'll see, hey, that would have made a good sermon too. Amen. But I want to get to the heartbeat of what I want to say tonight. John's Gospel chapter 4. Beginning at verse 20 it says our fathers this is the woman at the well talking to Jesus our fathers worshipped on this mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship Jesus said to her woman believe me The hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But I love what he says in verse 23. He says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Verse 24 God is Spirit, capital S, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When He comes, He will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. I, am, I who speak to you am he. Let me tell you something about the account of the woman at the well. I have been familiar with this passage of Scripture probably close to the entirety of my life. I have heard this story. I have seen coloring book stories about this. Uh, I have, I, I, I have, uh, I have seen uh, uh, videos about this. I've seen children's uh, books about this. This account in scripture, right here, I have seen so many times. But once again, there's something about the revelation of the Word of God. Have you ever had a time in your life where you have read something for many years, but then all of a sudden? after the many years, you had a fresh revelation about it. Anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? You have a fresh revelation about something in the Word of God that you have read about and you have have feasted upon for many years, but the Holy Spirit put something on your heart. Here within the last couple of days, the Holy Spirit brought something to my eye about the account of the woman at the well. Jesus in all his deity, in all his sovereignty, in all his omniscience did something with that power. He could have easily put the woman in her place and quickly and very hastily and, and, and with a, a boldness and an authority taken the stance and said, let me tell you how wrong you are. He could have easily looked at her and stated the fact, let me tell you just how wrong you are. Let me tell you how you guys had got it just a little messed up. Let me tell you how I'm going to set you straight at this particular time. But there's something in Jesus' response. Rather than telling the woman how wrong she was, he made the decision, I'm not going to use my sovereignty to beat this woman down. I I'm going to use my sovereignty to build this woman up. And let a woman who seriously has troubles spiritually, uh, who has troubles, I mean, she brings up a worship argument right after Jesus gets to the heart of the matter. Does that not sound like an unbeliever to you? Have you ever had an unbeliever the minute you get to the heart of the matter with something in their life, uh, they develop this reluctance, uh, they develop this thing, or they bring up this certain church argument, or this certain issue, or this question that they've never had answered and therefore they're they're just going to continue in their reluctance and in their denial but see jesus could have addressed the reluctance he could have addressed the reluctance he could have told her how wrong he is how wrong she was but he made the decision no that doesn't matter right now what matters right now is she needs to be set free There's an immediate need in this woman's life. She's running after the affirmation of men. She's she's running after having her, her, her emotions built up in a physical sort of way, and she's deciding to go from man to man to man to man to man. Let me tell you something right now, folks. There is an hour where we cannot use our Bible study just to prove somebody, wrong. There is an hour where we cannot use our time in the prayer closet just to say God let me get it right so I can tell somebody how wrong they are but there is an hour and the hour is now where we must worship the Lord in spirit and in truth and get rid of the box and get rid of the things standing in the way and not use our ability to argue but use our ability to break through in somebody's life. Jesus in all his authority decided that very hour, we are going to get into the heart of the matter of something. And he breaks down the reluctance by saying, pretty soon, the location of where I'm, the location is no longer going to matter. The location, I mean, we're so worried about the location. This woman was worried about the location of worship. Jesus was worried about the location of her heart. The locate, Do we worship on the mountain? Do we worship in the city? Do we worship there? Do we worship there? Do, do we... I'm, I mean, God can only move if we do it like this. God can only move if we do it like that. You, you all know. You all think it's funny, but you know what I'm talking about right now. You ever had moments and times and we, we can be kind of, you guys are the Wednesday night crowd. We can be kind of real tonight. Is that okay? We can be real. You, you can pat yourself on the back because you're the Wednesday night crowd tonight. Somebody say amen. Amen. You, you're the Wednesday night crowd. You, you know what I'm talking about? Somebody goes into the prayer closet and the Holy Spirit spoke to them and it just so happened to give them their way. Oh, praise Jesus. The Holy Ghost gave me my way again. And the pastor can't tell me anything because he's not God and the Holy Ghost is so much bigger than he is and it's the Holy Ghost talking to me. Can we be real? How many times have we claimed it's the Holy Ghost talking and it's just our emotions? Emotions will bring about reactions that pose worship arguments. Oh, my goodness. So Jesus decides, I'm not going to look at this woman because let's be honest, he could have set her straight. He could have set her straight. He he could could easily say, hey, you you know, my fathers, because you're you're, going to look at me as though I'm another one of those who's a son of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. no, 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 no. No, no, he he could have easily set her straight with the matter, but no, he decided, wait a second here, I am going to take this moment and reach into the depths of her heart, and we are going to take care of the hurt that is within our hearts. The church, it's like spiritually, these locations at times will represent the church living within their boxes of worship. Within their boxes and their, their confines of, of worship. And, and live in these certain restrictive places because we want to stay into the mode that we always have been. And the whole time Jesus is saying, my purpose is not for you just to stay in your mode. My purpose is to break down the mode. And to break down the motive and the thing that you have built and cultivated this entire time. You want to know what I come to realization? I'm glad he doesn't live in the box that I've tried to create for him. I'm glad he doesn't live in the box that I've tried to create for him at times. I'm glad he doesn't operate in the cookie cutter way that I've tried to get him to flow and operate in times before. I'm glad he doesn't flow in the culture that I've created and I've decided this is the way that I want him to flow I'm glad tonight that he is a spirit and there is no containing the almighty divine sovereign omnipresent omniscient spirit of the living God hallelujah hallelujah I'm glad he looked at me and said, No, Micah Bynum, you're not going to go this way. You're going to go my way. No, Micah Bynum, you're not going to get caught up in the confines of culture. You're going to get caught up in my spirit. Who is going to lead, guide, and direct your life? Folks, what am I trying to say with all this? Let's break down. Down the barriers and say, God, it's not about my plan. It's not about my culture. I'm breaking down the things that have tried, that I have built, trying to stand in the way all of these years. Praise God. You want to know something? The Holy Spirit is very good at His job if we would let Him do it. He'll break down the barriers. Maybe it's time for the Spirit-filled church to start breaking away from the mentality that we're going to be a repellent to new converts because we are Pentecostal. And realize the Holy Spirit is very good at His job and He is able to bridge those gaps that we have built all of these years. Oh, hallelujah. All these years that we have said, oh, we're Pentecostal, I'll I, I tell you what, how, I, let, let's be honest here. We, it's like we build up that wall immediately with individuals at times. You all know that wall I'm talking about where we're like, oh, honey, you can go worship wherever you want because I can tell, you know, your family's not Pentecostal. And the minute you step in our church and hear our pastor preach and hear our music going, and all you, you know you get on, I know I'm not the only person who's ever brought a friend to church and got nervous when there's a message in tongues. I know I'm not the only person in the house who's ever gotten scared when the when the gifts of the Spirit begin to move and operate and flow and you know and then all of a sudden why why is it when you bring your 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 friends of other faith, the, the Holy Spirit does want to move because he wants to show you he's good at his job. He's able to break down these barriers and things that we have decided to build up all of these years. This time we've kind of put our hand up and saying everything's going to stop right here. It's 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 going to stop right here. Honey, let the Holy Ghost break down those barriers. Let him break down all the stuff and all the walls. You've decided you're going to build up and say, uh-uh, uh-uh, there's no way because there's a barrier there. Let the Holy Ghost break down the barriers. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus reaches into the heart of this woman. He reaches into the heart of this woman. He reaches into the, the 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 inner, the the inner, the the deep embedded things, the things that try to stand in the way and see what happens is the churchified barriers at times can cause a reluctance for unbelievers. Do you notice she didn't dispute the fact what Jesus had told her about her living conditions. She says, okay, what's next? We're going to move off of this topic. We're going to move off of this topic. We're going to get away from this subject. This man knows too much about me. Oh, by the way, you know, your people say here and my people say here. All that. All that stuff, that those, those those little barriers that we love to we love to build up. When I was in youth camp, when I was in youth camp years ago, there were kids who would come to youth camp, and you know they were probably wimps at their school, but they, they would get to youth camp, and they'd be all rough and tough. There's something back in the late 90s, teenagers, the, the edgy teenagers used to, you, you used to wear it. Now, if you grew up in youth group, okay, if you grew up in youth group, all y'all got to go home and you got to YouTube something, okay? There's a guy down in Louisville, Kentucky named Taylor Ransom, okay? And he makes these funny, funny kind of spoof parody videos of churches, all right? And look up Taylor Ransom, edgy youth group kids. Because I, I knew those edgy youth group kids, okay? You know, those kids that would not curse, but they would say the words that were almost like cursing. You know what I'm talking about? Back in my day, it was the kids who would wear a chain wallet to youth group. Oh yeah, any, any, any of y'all know what I'm talking about that? That was like the sign of toughness. And they would come to youth camp. They would come to youth camp. And I used to love it so much because I could almost predict, Matthew, I could predict something. That they would be sitting in the corner of the pavilion there at youth camp. They'd be sitting in the corner during the first and second night, cold as a cucumber. Cold as ice sitting in the corner. Wednesday night, they'd loosen up a little bit. Worship a little bit. Raise their hands a little bit. You know the kids who had the big, the Jinko jeans? Remember, Jen, did anybody have to buy their kids Jinko jeans? It's what the skater kids would wear. It's like those those pants that their legs were like this big, but their pants were like this. Oh, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all know they they looking like they'd be beating up Santa Claus for his pants or something? Oh, yeah, those kids. And they'd be like playing basketball like this, you know. <laughs> Oh, you know what I'm talking about? They'd be playing basketball like this, holding up their pants like this. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, finally, Wednesday night, they'd worship a little bit, raise their hands a little bit. Oh, but come Thursday nights, that was the big night of the youth camp services. You could always guarantee those kids finally on a Thursday night, you'd see the evangelist praying for them, and they're balled up so so getting so touched by the Holy Ghost crying and snotting all over the place they just can't help themselves. It's those barriers at times that we we, we want to look at them and say and treat them as though they have sovereignty over God. Those barriers at times that we want to look at and say that they've got the authority over God. And and therefore, they have built the box. And therefore, we must live in the confines of that box. But Jesus told a messed up woman at the well, He said, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. We're not going to live in the confinement of these boxes anymore that you have built. We're not going to live in the confines anymore of how you have constructed what you think things ought to be and how they ought to be. So let me tell you something, honey. God is a spirit. And they that worship him don't worship him in a location. In a certain place. They worship him everywhere. They worship him everywhere. I mean I mean they, they worship him everywhere. And I'm not gonna worry about the confines and the spaces and where and this list of things that man has declared as being a a move of God. And what happens is going back to the concept where Jesus decided that he was going to continue with the matter of her heart and not the setting her straight, is that he didn't want the moment to be lost. It's a lesson to us who read this passage of Scripture not to lose the moment. And not to lose the God-ordained timing with unbelievers. And not just to prove our correctness. Not just to prove our correctness and not just to prove the thinkings that to get people to sway in the way that we feel and flow and operate but to provide the opportunity for that spirit that we worship in spirit and truth to work through us to have an impact on the lost. I'm going to be honest with you tonight. I was wanting to go to Acts chapter 8, but that's just for a different time. That's just for a different time. I wanted to go to Acts chapter 8 this evening. But the Holy Spirit has just kind of taken me into a direction where it just didn't bridge between the two passages of Scripture. And I was going to talk about how Philip Scripture talks about how there was this booming revival happening in this great city, but then the Lord saw it fit to break him away and take a walk on a desert road. The Holy Spirit just hasn't set the stage for that. I... I just feel a leading. If if someone could maybe just come help me on some keys a little bit tonight, that'd be great. That'd be great. That's fine. That's fine. Or you you guys, the guitar guys, can come too. That's fine. That's fine. Come on up. I just... right now I I just want as they just begin to play something kind of softly if that's okay if we just kind of play something kind of softly you right now just lift up your hands to heaven for a moment. Can we just lift up our hands and love on the Lord for a moment? Can we do that, guys? Just lift up our hands right now and love on the Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus.